Did you know that not everyone knows about scrapbooking and paper crafting? That's bonkers, right? Welcome to Ask Andrea, a podcast about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. Hi, I'm Andrea. You probably know me online as Retro Hip Mama. I own Retro Hip Co., a company that runs on vintage-inspired creativity and a good balance of hustle and rest. I design and publish Retro Hip Magazine and create content all over the socials as a reminder to women that our creativity is important and should take up space. I'm so excited to chat with you and answer all your questions. Let's rock and roll. Sometimes I think that everyone on the planet knows about scrapbooking and they've either decided to do it or they've decided not to do it. Like how people decide if they like coffee or not, or if they like Seinfeld, or if they run for fun or for emergencies only. Like, I just assume that everybody knows and has decided. It's no secret. I scrapbook, and likely if you're listening to this, you do too. I guess I've just been in it for so long, and my life is so entrenched in this world that I tend to forget. There are generations of ladies behind and in front of us who seriously don't even know. And if they do know, they either think it's for retired grandmas or... They see the level of creativity out there, and they're just crazy overwhelmed. Maybe they've just been introduced to it by a friend, or their kid is about to graduate, so they want to make a scrapbook of memories, and their interest is piqued. Or they've just done other crafty things, but haven't yet been sucked into this pretty paper paradise. But they don't know where to start, and that can be scary. So today, we're going to talk about getting started for two reasons. One is I get asked this question a lot. It's probably one of my most asked questions. Where do I start? It's super hard to give a good answer in a DM. And I try, but I always feel like I'm failing them a little bit because there's just so much more to say. And two, even those of us who've been crafting for decades might just need to take a little step back and be a beginner again. To get started, you really need a few good tools memories to document, and a flexible plan. Here we go. Number one, just the basics. If you're new and you have absolutely nothing, here's where you can start. Five things. Paper trimmer, stapler, glue, scissors, and your favorite writing pen. This is just about the tools. You really can do a lot with just these five things. Number two, supplies and how and where to find them. If you have a local scrapbook store, not talking about Michael's or Hobby Lobby, you are super lucky because they are very rare these days. Otherwise, you just have to rely on the internet to see what's out there, and it's a lot. So my suggestion is to start with a subscription kit from a company like Citrus Twist or Felicity Jane, because you can sign up for a few months and really build up a good stash of supplies while you learn if it's your style. You can start hybrid and print digital supplies. So hybrid means that you print digital supplies and use them in physical products. I definitely consider myself a hybrid scrapper because printing digital goodies is like a major part of my scrappy process. For this method, you'll need to add a tool, which is a printer and good paper. And if you are interested in what I use for those things, head over to retrohipco.com slash faves um, for the printer that I use, and all of the papers that I use. And I highly recommend that combination. It's been working like a dream for me for years. 
Anyway, I used that printer and these papers to print die cuts and papers and stickers and pocket cards and ephemera and all that stuff. And the benefits of doing it this way is that once you buy, it's yours to keep and you can reprint as many times as you want. And you get the products immediately, which means you only have to stock your printer. You don't even have to stock the mailman, which is awesome. Number three. Accessories are nice, they are not necessary, but they can be really inexpensive and accessible and can also be obtained over time. So things like threads, ribbons, paper clips, washi tape, labels, post-it notes, fabrics, paints, stamps, all that stuff that adds like pizzazz to your pages. You've got a lot of those things probably in your house if you're somewhat of a crafty babe, um, but those are not things that you need up front if you're just getting started. They give your pages color and texture. Again, not necessary, but definitely a main reason we like this craft is so that we can make pretty things. So I'm not going to sit here and preach that the only reason I scrapbook is to preserve the memories of my loved ones, because that's just not the truth. I'm the first one to tell you that I'm inspired by pretty paper and color, and there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, babe, quick news break. The newest issue of Retro Hip Magazine is available, and you can get your own copy right now. Start out at RetroHipCo.com shop and click on the full issue thumbnail. From there, you can purchase the digital version by adding it to your cart and downloading it immediately after checkout. If a professionally printed version is more your style, then find the link to blurb books within the magazine description and purchase a beautifully colorful issue for yourself, and they'll print and ship it directly to you. RetroHip Magazine is designed for and by creative women. It comes with vintage flair and a modern twist. Every issue includes crafty inspiration, digital printables, and leaves you feeling happy and inspired. Grab yours today at retrohipco.com shop. Number four, print your photos. Again, options are plentiful. You can print at your local Costco or drugstore. You can go online and print with an online lab like Persnickety Prints, or you can print at home. And I'm not going to go into detail about the print at home process that I use because I will probably end up doing an episode about that also. Um, but whatever you do, print the photos. So it's really important for the fact that keeping things in only a digital form is kind of dangerous. It's good to have them printed. And also, in order to make a scrapbook page, a photo is kind of important. <laughs> kind of ranks up there with uh, having a piece of paper to put it on. Now, of course, we can talk about photoless layouts, but not here. Number five is to try out different formats and find out what you like. There's so many options. Seriously, pockets, notebooks in a hundred different sizes, memory planning, big layouts and small layouts, digital scrapbooking, hybrid scrapbooking. I mean, don't feel like you have to go all in on all the formats. So if you're just starting and you've been inspired by someone on, on Instagram and you like what they're doing in their pockets, then maybe just start with a small album, a six by eight that comes with a pack of pocket pages and just try it out. If it feels odd or not very fun, grab a traveler's notebook insert. I mean, you don't have to buy a traveler's notebook cover with all the inserts and all the accessories that go along with it just do the insert. It's cheap. Uh, you're not making a lifelong commitment here, so don't break the bank trying to do all of the things. Uh, you can even use the same photos over and over in these different formats so that you're not 
you know, feeling like, well, I started this project over here. I feel like I have to finish it. You know, you you can just use it as practice so that you find a style and a format that you really like. Um, I mean, you're not going to be graded or judged on these things. It's for you to find out what you like. And the coolest thing is that you can like multiple formats. That's even more fun. Number six is projects. How do you decide where to start with all of these photos? My tip is to start small and start with the most recent. So starting small does not mean documenting your son's last 18 years for your first project or your 10-day trip to Europe. Like, don't do that. (laughs) The big emoji with the girl with the hands up making an X. Like, don't do it. If you want to try weekly documenting, print five or six photos from last week or last month and scrapbook those. Maybe you've got this really sweet photo of you and your dog. Just do a page for that story or that photo. The beauty of this craft is that there is an immense amount of freedom. And I do all kinds of formats because I've found the ones that I I really like right now. And I've done lots of different ones. And I've decided after some time that maybe that's not what I want to do anymore. And that's okay. That's what's so great about this is that you can kind of change it up at any time. So for me, I do weekly family documenting in a 9 by 12 pocket album. I do personal documenting in a 6 by 8 pocket junk journal type of album. I do small trips and faith journaling and listing projects in smaller notebooks. And they all have a purpose and I'm able to fulfill like different needs with different formats and styles. And then I don't get bored either. So for me, if I'm only given one option... I'm out. (laughs) I will get bored really fast. So be okay with having multiple, multiple formats or even enjoying multiple formats. Don't think that you're stuck in one format. And then starting with the most recent event or memory is such a huge help. So Uh, Back in 1999, when I got my mom started in scrapbooking, she totally freaked out immediately because she was like, I have 50 years of photos. And she totally thought she had to start from the beginning. And I told her to start with the recent stuff and work backwards. This is now the advice I give everyone because A, starting with recent memories helps the stories flow and you're likely to still be excited about that photo. And so the just it's more exciting to work with. And two, it immediately removes, actually, it's supposed to be B because I think I said A. <laughs> A and two, because immediately it removes the burden and obligation of all the photos that came before it. Like, let's just say you just started knitting socks for yourself. You just learned how to do this thing and you're like knitting socks. Would you automatically think that you had to go replace all of your previously owned socks? Or would you just make new socks going forward? Like, it's kind of a silly analogy, but it's a little relevant because just because you start a new hobby doesn't mean you're required to go all the way back to the beginning. You don't have to start from the beginning, and you also don't have to document your childhood if you don't want to. You can start documenting your life now and going forward. And it's the same for all of us with years of unfinished projects. It's okay to walk away from them and remove that obligation. It, re- it really is. So start small and move forward. This is also a reminder that anyone can be a memory keeper. If you take photos of your life and those around you with your phone, and that's where they live and stay forever, you're a memory keeper. If you go so far as to print them and add them in a photo album or leave them in a pile or in a box, 
you are a memory keeper. If you journal in a notebook, you're a memory keeper. If you splatter paint in a book somewhere and then close it up, you're a memory keeper. We all keep memories in different ways, and there isn't a right way or a wrong way. Just doing something to preserve your life and your legacy is important. And if you want to get all crazy and crafty with us, there's room for you at the scrap table, and I will let you use my stuff. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys next time. Hey, babes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ask Andrea. Just a quick reminder, we've got a few things going on, and I'd love if you followed me over on Instagram at at RetroHipMama. And then if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and giving this podcast a rating and a review, it would mean so much to me, and I super appreciate you guys being here.